Hello and welcome. You are listening to an informed take on current events brought to you by law students and staff of Queen's University Belfast. This is LawPod. Hi, I'm Alana Hughes and welcome to LawPod Student Focus. This is the first of our Student Focus episodes and today we're looking at study choices. Specifically, the gender imbalance in family law, which is an area of law predominantly studied by women and practised by women. Joining us today is Brendan Devlin, a family law barrister from the Bar of Northern Ireland. And our aim is to dispel the myth that family law is only for women and that it isn't an area of law that men should either study or practise. So hello, Brendan. Hello. Um, Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and... Give us a bit of background to you and your practice and your pathway to your practice and how you got to where you are now. Um, I was called to the bar in 1996. Um, The majority of my practice now, probably about 90%, I would guess, is uh, in family law, both uh, on children order and matrimonial work, uh, that divorce and ancillary relief work. Um, In terms of how I got to that stage, I mean, I've been at the bar now um, almost 22 years. I wouldn't say that it was something I'd planned to do initially. Um, I don't know if I had any particular preference when I started at the bar to do any particular field. And um, at the beginning, as is the case, I think even now, um, young barristers will find themselves um, offered various types of work across the range um, when they're starting out and basically you take what you can get. And I kind of, over the years, fell more and more into family work, um, literally just getting briefed more and more by solicitors that I worked for regularly. And as I said, it's now developed to the stage where, um, as I said, about 90% of my practice would would be uh, on that basis of family work. Um, and um, it's, as I say, I, w- I would accept and probably one of, it wouldn't be that many male barristers um, doing uh, family work, generally speaking, it would be mostly female. Um, but as I say, it's something that I, I do enjoy doing and I've no reg- certainly no regrets doing um, and um, I'm well paid for. Um, and I make a very, very good living out of it. And if I said to you, you know, family law is for women and it isn't an area of law that men should practice or men should study, what what words spring, spring to your mind then in response to that that myth? Well, first of all, before I answer that, I, I think that's like saying to, to um, a, a female barrister that criminal law is not for them. And that's a complete nonsense. Um, I think um, across the board, not just with family law, you do have discrepancies like that where you've got mostly male-dominated aspects of the profession. And certainly, yes, family law is would be female-dominated, but I'm not saying that's through choice. That's just the way people... That's just the way perceptions have operated over the last number of years. Um, I, I, say I think it's a nonsense to say that it's for women only. I think it's for from a male... Barrister's perspective starting out, it's actually very short-sighted as well because um, I think when any of us start at the bar, as was my, in my case, I mean, I did everything. I did criminal work, I did um, civil work, I did family work uh, with no with no idea of where I was going. Um, and you don't know where ultimately your practice will take you. You do the work that you get. You certainly don't turn it away. And as I say, it's it's it, it can be as much to do with fate, uh, where, where your work comes from. I, I, that was certainly my experience. And um, as I say, I've I've done very well out of it over the years. So any any 
any male student at Queen's that has that perception. I mean, I could use the cliche and say it's a very chauvinistic statement to make. Um, but as I say, it's it, to me, it's, it just doesn't make sense to have that perception in this day and age. You, you just don't know where your career is going to take you at the bar. And there's no such thing as that route is for one person and that route is for another based on their gender. No. It's absolutely absurd in 2018. And to still think that, you know, it is um, a case that you would look out in court and see um, more women than men based on a perception that that area of law that the case is in is for women and not for men is, is ridiculous. It is. Um, so in terms of, so you say you do 90% work uh, in the family law courts. Um, um, what key attributes do you feel that you have and that everybody has in the family law courts as barristers that make make you good at your job? I mean, it's... The, the qualities are the, are the same as in any other type of law that you would do. I mean, you, you have to be, you, there's a lot more emotion, arguably, involved with, with family cases, uh, children order cases, private law and public law. Um, you need to be a, you know, a good listener, calm, be able to speak frankly to your client because you're dealing with a lot of emotion and you have to you have to take the emotion out of it. You know, whether the client likes it or not, you need to be there to do your job effectively. You need to be objective. Um, and as I say, that can be actually more challenging, I think, compared to if I was representing a client in a civil action for, for personal injuries, um, because there's, there's a lot less emotion involved there. So, you know, it's it's actually more challenging, I think, to be, have to, to, to be able to deal with that and to be able to get the client to understand the advices that you're giving and and hopefully persuade the client that what you're telling them they're, they're prepared to listen to and, and go through with. Um, so, for example, uh, private law work in particular, um, where you have husbands and wives, fathers and mothers arguing over children, that that is very difficult work. Um, and I find that very, very challenging at times as well, very frustrating at times because clients just understandably you're dealing with their family but sometimes you feel they're just not listening and it's how you deal with that and then you have to go in with a certain package of instructions and, and relate that to the judge um, and you mightn't, li- mightn't like what your instructions are but you have no choice you have to follow through what your client's instructions are but as I say that can be very difficult compared with cr- even criminal work you know criminal work is a lot is a lot in that, in that sense, it wouldn't be as difficult in terms of the emotions involved, I think. Um, so, as I say, I think to think that that aspect doesn't apply to family work, I think clearly, you clearly don't know what family law is about. You haven't practised it and you don't understand it. So, as I say, uh, to me, I think it's, it's one of the hardest areas to practise in for that reason alone. And I think that is part of where the myth comes from and where it stems from in that you know family law is this really emotional area of law and women are really good at emotions and men aren't, aren't very good at emotions and that's just not true emotions are as you say a massive part of family law because of what is at stake families are at stake or families have broken apart and um, families are falling apart you know before people's eyes it's, it's probably the worst thing that's happened to them in their lives at that stage so there's inevitably going to be emotions involved but as you as you say you need to be objective you need to keep your objectivity you need to remember that you're there to do a job you're not there to look after them you're not there to care for them in the way that um, the perception might have it you're there to try and find legal solutions that are going to help them get out of this situation that they're in um, so Legal solutions to get out of the way, out of the situation that they're in brings about obviously legal challenges. So um, do you feel that there is definitely a balance between emotional and legal in the work that you do? And that's all in, in balancing the objectiveness that you need for to sort of separate yourself from the emotional issues. That's where your legal work comes in and your, your legal training and your advocacy and in dealing with the judge, in dealing with the other practitioners that are involved in the case and 
you know, can you just talk a little bit more about how the legal issues play out in court, you know, on the ground in practical terms? Well, if you're, for example, if you take a public law case or a care proceedings, um, I mean, we all, we all know when you're in practice for as long as, as I am, I mean, we all know what the law is. We all know um, what the criteria is and what has to be followed. Um, um, we all know, for example, if I'm appearing in the High Court, the family judge and his general approach to things. And by and large, it's usually not exactly the same people in every case that I deal with, but there's often the very, you know, I'm, I'm regulated against the same people. So we all know what the lay of the land is. And uh, it's very much about the facts of the case, a particular case and the particular arguments. Um, I think one of the questions that had been raised with me was in terms of, of, of being legally challenging. Well, that that can happen. Um, but, being, but in public law proceedings, it's more to do with the facts of a particular case. Um, whether a, a, a parent, um, whether the trust was justified in removing the children from a parent and whether the, the parent can do enough to get the children back. Um, the, the idea of, I don't know this this perception of it being legally challenging, uh, this idea that, you know, in order to be a good lawyer, that, that that case has to be legally challenging. I mean, you could say that about any case, but when you're in practice, when you're working on the ground, you're in court, um, you know, across the board, um, if you want to, if you want to get into legally challenging cases, what are you, are you talking about? A chance reaction? Or are you talking about? I mean, I, I don't quite get where people feel this is a, a, an essential quality to have in any particular type of case. I, I don't get that. When you're there, you're working as a barrister. You're 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 there to earn an income. You're, you're, you're not a charity. You're there to earn an income. Um, we do our best. If a legal challenge comes up or legal issue comes up, we're all ready to deal with it. Um, anyway, and when it does come up, I absolutely enjoy it. I had a, a case a couple of years ago where a, a very interesting procedural point came up, um, which ultimately ended up um, being dealt with by the High Court. And that's 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 very interesting. But at the end of the day, there is still a situation to be resolved. Is the, the care order has to be decided upon? Is the trust going to get one, or are the children going to go back home? So, you know, legal arguments all very interesting, but as I say, back to the emotional argument, that has to be sorted out. What's going to happen on the ground in terms of the facts of the case? And that's where I find I'm I'm, I'm more interested in that. And as you know, maybe you'll be able to tell me more, but I think, you know, from what you're saying, it sounds like that's the case throughout the bar, not just in family law, you know. And I I suppose to relate it to something that I, I know is, in our exam, say for every module, we've got our problem questions and then we've got our essay questions and the problem questions are applying the facts of the problem to the law that we've learnt and we know how it works. And then the essay question is maybe a very sort of niche area of that law that is controversial or is sort of looking at reform at the minute and there's research to be done there, there's scholarly work that's been done, but it's very easy to separate them both and you can see how the problem question is applicable practically and how it's going to be of relevance you know as a as I go to the bar I can sort of sit in evidence and say right I actually know how that's going to maybe play out in court someday if you look at a problem question to do with um burden of proof that's not the questions of you know controversial issues around the burden of proof and the shift and reversal of burden proof you can't ever see that coming up in the middle of a trial so you know as you say it is the case that the the bread and butter issues if you like of applying the facts to the law are what you make your income from 90% of the time as a barrister. And then the odd time, the legal issues will come up and they're great when they do, but they can't come up every week either or no, else then right. the law is in disarray because it's clearly not working. You that's know, right. if legal issues are popping up every, you know, around every corner. The legal principles corner. are fairly well established in exactly. children order work yeah. and, and indeed in, in matrimonial. 
um, which I do as well. So, I mean, it's there's no major surprises. Um, there might be some issue, as I said, developed, and, and one issue may come up that needs to be looked into. But, I mean, if I think the, the kind of approach you're talking about, that's the kind of approach maybe you'll get in judicial review cases or some major commercial action or something like that there. But, I mean, that's 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 kind of, that's normal for those types of cases, those types of legal argument. Um, but, you know, family law is, is different from that, that, that scenario. Um, as I say, it's more to do with the facts of the case. Um, Which, of course, are different with every, with every, every case, single one size case. does not fit all, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's right. and I mean, is that an aspect of your work that you enjoy, the oh, yeah. diversity yeah, of the people that you work with and the, the issues that come before you? And, of course, there might be um, um, recurrent underlying issues or overarching issues that sort of encompass everybody and everybody's situation. But ultimately, though, the circumstances are extremely individual and that's unique right. at all times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that obviously involves... A massive amount of um, flexibility in your advocacy, um, uh, flexibility in how you talk to and, and deal with clients of different walks of life, different backgrounds. Um, people obviously always have their different issues, and I suppose that's something that you need to take into consideration Absolutely, at all yes. times. Absolutely. So you never really know what you're going to get. No, that's right. When a that's brief right. lands yeah. on your desk, you know. Yeah. It's um, not on, on paper. It's not what it's going to be. No, no. In real life. Yeah, and when I, I've had, you know, I've had clients, I've met clients, and they're completely on board, and you, you, you can, you can work with them very easily. I've had other clients who can talk and talk and talk, and you have to give them the time to talk. You have to listen to them, and hear what they want to say. Um, I don't know, a case like that this week, a, a client has talked for quite a while, but you know, quite a difficult case, and I think she needed to get a lot of things off her chest. Um, was this in a consultation? It was, yeah. yeah. But it just, it's just, just before you know, court. It's just, um, it's just an example of, um, you know, that, <laughs> that. Uh, just the, the differences that you can, the variety you can have to you can be faced with and have to deal with. And then, as I say, if I'm doing uh, an ancillary case one day and maybe I'm doing a children order case the next day, maybe private law or public law, or that, I, I like that variety as well, I have yeah, to say. you're swapping from one yeah. area of the law to another yeah. area of the law and, yeah. like, you know, flip-flopping between the both of them. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, to me, as a student very interested in family law, that sounds very exciting. Um, the diversity is something that I don't think you could get bored of. And the idea that you're going into work in the morning and yeah, you've got your paperwork, but you don't, you haven't met the person behind the paperwork. And once you do, you can always be surprised at at what you find. And it's important to build up from the first day that you meet that person, it's very important to try and build up the relationship. So there's, yeah. a, there's an element of trust there the as trust, well, that they, that they have confidence in what you're going to be doing for them. Yeah, they're massive issues that you're yeah. Being trusted with, you know, as yeah. I said before, probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to them in their lives. So I suppose just to draw our conversation to a close, it's very clear that family law is an exciting area of law, um, a diverse area of law to work in. It's well paid. Um, you enjoy what you do and you don't have any regrets about the fact that 90% of your practice no, is family law. Certainly not. And so just to, I suppose, bring us to a close, what would you say then to a uh, second year student at the minute who's making module choices who turns their nose up at family law as a male because they feel that it's a it's a female's job. Well, unless they've got some magic ball that'll, that'll guarantee them the type of work they're going to be doing when they start practicing at the bar, uh, if they're going to go to the bar. Um, if I was in their position, if I could go back 20 years, 25 years, and if I'd had the option of family law, I'd have been telling my younger self to absolutely do it. Um, because that um, we kind of had to learn with the children order when we started out as we as we went along, um, and if I had had a grounding, that would have been a great help. Um, 
uh, and I have to say I would totally encourage anybody, any any student, doesn't male or female, doesn't matter who, um, because I'm sure you'll get female students who say I'm not going to do family law, um, but I would encourage everybody um, to do it simply because if for no other reason you have no idea how your practice is going to develop. And as I say, unless you're guaranteed work outside of the field of family law for the first few years when you're starting off, and those are the hardest years of your career at the bar, um, you will definitely be offered um, you'll definitely be offered work in the family proceedings court or the domestic proceedings court. You may be offered the odd divorce. You might even be offered an ancillary relief if you're lucky or some sort of form of other applications to do in family or, or matrimonial. And any any bit of, of backup or support you can get, and that means doing a module here at Queen's, do, you know, take it. So you just don't know. You just don't know how your career is going to go. And these any male student listening might be saying, well, that's not for me. It might be 20 years from now, it could be exactly like me sitting um, and doing exclusively family work. Just has no idea. And of course, at the junior bar, you know, you can't really turn work down. Yeah, no. So if you're not in any way prepared to deal with family law cases, which are inevitably going to come to your desk, then you're you're setting yourself up for a bit of a disaster and that you're not going to know things that you you could easily know by studying it at undergraduate level as it's offered now. Unlike you just reminded me actually, I mean, the other thing about um, if you are offered work, well, that's the, there's the possibility of building up a relationship with a particular solicitor. And if you do a good job for that solicitor, well, that, that means an awful lot. And who knows how that relationship might develop with more work. So as I say, that's another incentive. And as I say, you're there, you're not, you're not there as a charity, you're there to, to earn a living. And you have to do cases in order to do that. So you take what you can get. And good on you if you can turn around and snub your nose up at, at work because you say, I'm not doing, I'm not going to do a non-molestation order. I'm not going to do this children order case. Uh, it's, it's beneath me. Well, if that's your view, well, it's a good luck. Um, I hope that you could, if you can guarantee yourself work in other, in other areas, that, that's fantastic. But I, I think you're, you're totally wrong to have that perception. It, it's, 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 it's wrong. It is silly. Um, as I say, I used the word chauvinistic earlier on, but as I said, this applies to male and female students. All of uh, everyone should um, be prepared to undertake that work, um, and because we're all capable of it, and there's there's no argument to say otherwise. And as I say, I, I would encourage everyone, everyone to to seriously consider doing the module. Thanks a million, Brendan. That's it's been absolutely fantastic to hear from you, and um, you know you've got me very interested in family law, and I hope listeners that listen to this will will also feel the same so um, thank you very very much for for your time today not at all thanks for the invitation you have been listening to LawPod an informed tech on current events brought to you by the law students and staff at Queen's University Belfast this episode was produced by Alana Hughes and Richard Somerville our theme music is by Colonel Chocolate and the Justice Triangle LawPod is funded by Queen's Law School and the Queen's Annual Fund Thanks to Brendan Devon, our guest speaker today. You can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at QUB LawPod. For more information, you can visit our website, lawpod.org, to have a look in the show notes about the topics covered today. You can find us on iTunes or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Alana Hughes, and this was LawPod. <laughs>